0: Hey guys, it's KD, read with me, and we will be reading three days now. It's going to be day 528, day 640, and then day 684, okay? So here we go, day 528. Today I thought I would like to die, so I went into the cellar and smacked a few rats with a broom. It helped some. Right now we can see that Dashdi is getting upset very angrily um just peed off honestly you know and it's already been over a year let me hold on let me see okay so it's saying that it's i just looked it up it's about almost a year in seven and a half months so it's not even two years yet and there hasn't been any real communication she hasn't pushed at all um I remember I said I would have to push some because I can't stand um actually not doing that so this is day six hundred forty this summer is worse than that the heat 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 pushes against the windows of the tower, forces its way inside, and yells silently in our faces. We sit in the cellar underground where it's a little cooler and keep the rats company, or we sit upstairs where the barest slip of breeze comes through the crack between the bricks. I can't light fires lest we die of the heat. We eat cold food, we pour water over our heads and shiver. The hearth is left bare for summer, and I feel as uh, I feel as though we're living with eyes shut. Day and night, we keep a candle burning, and that tiny fingertip of light wobbles before me as if it's too weak to live on. Gasping its last breath, it creates more shadows than light, filling the tower with corners. When my lady sits against the firewall, she disappears. I don't dare light more than one candle. The rats have eaten many a dying wisp of a candlelight is so much better than none um so right about now they're talking about the um we were told in some of the earlier days that there was a slip a slit a few of them actually at the tip top um of the tower where i guess lady Siren's bedroom is i if i remember correctly um you know, I always kind of wondered why they didn't just try to pry a few like bricks um open. There are lots of pans there there's few cutler cutlery or whatever. And so I'm like, okay, if they hmm uh, like even now I'm still thinking about it because I'm not sure. I don't know the logistics of, you know, architecture. I really don't, but um, I'm just thinking maybe they can make more slits. Maybe they could create another window. I'm not sure how, how much they would be able to do, but I know one thing is I can't go too many days without seeing anything farther than the few walls in front of me. I really can't. Even, like, even I get tired of looking at a cell phone or a TV screen, like, (sighs) if I did not have a TV, or if I did have a TV, but it was only local news, news and nothing else, I've lived in times where there was just news and Saturday cartoons, and that was it. That and documentaries and sports. We don't watch sports, so Like torture, so, um, like if we didn't have a DVD player or or whatever, and even then, you get tired of looking at the same thing over and over again. There's so many, there's hold on, even then, it's like, like, um, you know, you get tired of looking at, um, I'm sorry. Just a little sleepy. Um, even then you get tired of looking at like the same thing every day. I know that if we live in... I, I've never been to New York, okay? But I hear that New York is infamous for its overpriced, very small, tiny closet of an apartment or even like apartment homes so small. So, um, if I had to live like that and just a small, bare existence, and if I were going through quarantine and unable to leave the house because I'm not an essential worker, I mean, like, I kind of am, but it's a fine line. Any day now they can tell me, oh, well, no, you're no longer an essential worker. You no longer fall under that category. So leave, you know, go home you know stock up or do whatever but leave so um perfectly understandable perfectly understandable i get it um but i i can't stay in the house too long cooped up even if it's for my own safety that's the crazy part about it is that you know even if it's for your own safety you have to get out especially if you are a person that needs to go and be out and be free and not be trapped it, it's it's really important that you have that freedom to be able to go so this is the fact that they're basically unable to go outside, they're unable to go outside and I complain that I can't, you know, go anywhere past my mailbox, honestly, if I'm not, you know, going to work. It's like, I have a certain privilege that they don't have and it's just opening my eyes, especially during all of this mess, during quarantine and everything. A lot of people are not taking heed to international quarantine things and everything. So a lot of people are like, Oh well, we can't stay in the house forever and whoever dies dies then and it's like, well hold on because there's still people fighting for their lives in the hospitals. So like you you don't care? What about those sick those sick people who, you know, they know they're sick, they're going home to quarantine and, you know, then you convince them oh well you're not dead now it's been 44 days or or whatever it's been a whole month you're fine and then you go out and then unbeknownst to you you already have the virus and got over it but you know you're you're just breathing in the same realm of another person who may have a weaker immune system who is probably younger than you Or older than you, way older, and you basically just don't care. Your level of human decency is just out of the window. Like, it's just really challenging um, me as a person. And it's acknowledging to me, and it's showing me how just like selfish I can really be I mean you know people will call me selfish when I don't want to share all of my ice cream when I'm like hey well you can have a little scoop here and there but you're not gonna have a bowl of it even it, even though it's like a gallon tub of ice cream like you know yeah that's selfish that's greedy but putting lives in danger is way more selfish So, um, I don't know, just rereading this book after, you know, so long, it just makes me, you know, understand that it's just, I don't know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, it's not that deep. Or whatever. But there's a lot of psychological torment that is going on here. And I know a lot of people joke about Rapunzel um, and whatnot. Like, oh, well, she couldn't go anywhere. She turned out just fine. She even got a guy and kids out of the deal. Well, this isn't the same thing. Because she had a window. She had a window. She could look out of it. You know, she could see the changes, you know, of her every day inside and outside of the tower. And she had, you know, the witch that would come and say, well, hey, you know, I can bring you this, I can bring you that. Like, daily interaction and everything. (sighs) But she still suffered from a lot of psychological mess. So I'm just wondering how Lady Saren is doing. And it seems to me through Dashti's writing... That she's actually breaking down as well. Even though she may be um, too strong to see it right now. She may not understand that that's what's happening. But for me, um, I'm just making these connections. So it says, um, Some days I look at the bricks in the door and wonder how hard I'd have hidden them to knock one loose. If I managed to break us out, would the guards shoot me with their arrows? Or... They even, um, are they even there anymore? Would her honored father know of our escape and stuff us back into, back in for another seven years? So a total of 14 years because they actually haven't even finished is just, um, about two years now that they've been in that tower. Why would Lord Khazar hunt us down? Uh, Oh, no, no, she didn't say why would. She said, would Lord Khazar hunt us down? This is more thinking that I've done in months, and I'm tired now. The heat is so huge. I have no space for thoughts. So I think the same thing is happening with Lady Saren. She was probably thinking and pondering on accepting Lord Khazar's proposal for marriage for a very long time, and then she's, you know, well, she wasn't thrusted with this new person, um... Uh Dusty just kind of came into the mix and you know there's another person who's like well I want to know more about you I want to understand and it's like oh well can't really help you there so you know I just think that it's taking a toll on both of them even though Dashti keeps pointing out, you know, she's a gentry and, um, she herself, that Lady Saren is a gentry and she herself is a mucker. It's the same, like, they're both women. They're both young. They're both girls with little to no real life experience. So they're basically the same. It's just one is from a poor family, the other one isn't. So, um, basically, they're both going through a lot of psychological trauma. It's just that Lady Saren has had it more. Day 684. Here's something true about darkness. After enough time, you begin to see things that aren't there. Which is true. It, it absolutely is true. That's why a lot of people say don't read in the dark. Don't, um, you know, just don't play in the shadows or whatever. Because you'll start to lose your mind. That's actual. That's the actual thing that some psychologists say. Um, okay. Faces look at me, and when I turn my head, they disappear. Colors wash themselves before my eyes, then fade away. Shiny gray dream. Rats dart between my feet, but don't make a sound. I wanted to write this down so I can remember that those things aren't real. One of the things that I was told... Um, that I was just like crazy to do was to journal when I was younger like 13 14 um, before I was ever 16 like I I would just journal a bunch of stuff oh I had this for lunch oh I had you know, this snack here Oh, I did this homework And oh, I did that And I did this Um I had a conversation with this person I saw my crush I flirted with um, Our hot piano teacher You know, like those things Like even though they may seem mundane Or whatever, those are memories Those are memories that a lot of people Will not remember Have they not written anything down I know that a lot of people say, oh, well, when you get older, you won't even remember that stuff. Or those things will be a distant memory and you'll go on to make new memories. Well, if you decide to, you know, grow and become something, someone who helps others, who um, is, like, going forward to become Something great for the next generation. It's like, oh wait, hold on. Can I really even get in touch with this generation? Because I can't even remember my old memories. I know it may sound like gibber- gibberish now, but when I look back, there are some things that I was like, man, maybe I should have went to that basketball game. That. That person asked me to go to. Maybe I should have went out on that date with Esau. Maybe I should have, you know, (laughs) stopped following Sean around and saying that he was my husband and my boyfriend because that was horrible. And everyone in the chess club looked at me strange. So it's like, it's really important that you keep these memories in your head, right? And it's really important that you, um, that you like, just keep some trinkets. I know that certain people in my family are not really big on keeping mementos of childhood and everything. And I've kind of been a person who's afraid to let go of things, especially like paper or whatnot, because to me, oh, if it's written down, it's golden. but that's one of the problems is that even though it's written down is this paper properly taken care of no not really so oh man I open it again and look the pencil marks are fading the paper is half torn because I was looking for something frantically and I'm like oh my gosh here are my memories all there messed up because I didn't take care of them I didn't take care to keep them in my head and I certainly didn't take care to keep them written down in a safe place I just wrote them down because I thought wherever I wrote them down I would keep them but that's not always true and then it says my lady sees more than I do sometimes she sometimes what she sees makes her cry now um like I said again a lot of psychological torment um, I know that some girls who have, no, just some people who have had, um, bad encounters with the opposite sex, sometimes it it can be guys too. Sometimes they just, they can't cope. And if they try to cope, then it's like, oh, well, you know, uh, why are you saying this? Why are you doing that? Well, I'm trying to cope. Well, it doesn't look like you're trying to cope. And then you get the coping police. You know, like people say, the dating police, the um, sex police, the fashion police, you know, policia, policia. Like, no, you don't get to, like, dictate what I do and, and when I do it and blah, blah, blah. So that also goes for people who heal and people who go through certain experiences. And I'm glad that Dashti is giving Lady Saren space to do so. Day 723. I think my... And then there's an ellipsis. I think I... Another ellipsis. (sighs) What was I going to write? I can't think of words. The candle flame is glaring at me. My lady moans. I'm going to go to bed now. I've definitely had this where I've had either a brain fart... Or my mind is just numb. Like I've gone through a significant amount of things and I can't write it down because I was thinking, oh, I can write it down later after I have lived the moment. But it's like after you've taken some time, reflected and moved on, it's usually a day or two, maybe a week after for me. And I'm like, "Okay, wow. Now I can write it all down. I may not be able to write down every emotion, everything that I felt. But I'm also, you know, able to understand that I don't need to. It's really important for me to understand that it's okay not to remember everything. Sometimes, and I know that a lot of people don't want to hear this part. But sometimes God will purposely allow you not to remember something So that you can move forward and then when you do move forward and you want to, you know, recall something, bring back something from your memory, from your past or what have you. Like that specific thing that you can remember or write down in that very moment, just after it happened, it'll come back to you full circle and you'll understand what You didn't understand at that point what your mind couldn't comprehend. So um, I know I'm talking a lot, but it's just I'm identifying a lot right now with everything going on in my life and with everything going on with the characters within this book. That's one of the reasons why I love reading fiction. Nonfiction can be a little bit hard for me to read but that's when I have to bring in some jokes and when I have to, you know, make fun of the book a little bit or whatever reading material that I'm actually looking at. That, for me, is a specific coping mechanism to um, increase my knowledge. So um, I'm going to try not to do that too much with my nonfiction because then it'll be... Um, it'll be really not embarrassing. Well, not for me, but it'll be a bit much. Okay.